4: now stay with a fan for this special program
5: hey baseball fans the game is over. Welcome to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show. After the last pitch, you've made the switch for 17 years. It's time to talk about the game and the team with Tim Allen. Tim Allen's here. What do you got, Tim? We'll hear the highlights.
6: And that one's hit high and deep to right. Suzuki back. Grown
7: man home run by Rowdy Telez. And the Brewers have the lead
5: hear from the manager and the players. We'll discuss the topics from the fans to the front
8: office. I like Tim's perspective.
5: History is made each and every year, and we're talking about it. 17 years of coverage after each game. Here's your host, Tim Allen. It is
9: a final, and the results are not good tonight from American Family Field, a Brewers shutout loss in game one of this four-game set to the L.A. Dodgers. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show. Tim Allen, Evan Heffelfinger right here in the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education. Learn on your terms, lakeland.edu. Lakeland.edu. And a Brewers game one loss, a a disheartening loss again by the crew against the Cardinals and Dodgers now in the prior four games. They're one and three, and that's not a good trend as, you know, a lot of people, a lot of Brewers fans, and and they're entitled and everybody's entitled to their opinion for sure. But they see it, uh, as Tom Petty would say, free falling at this point. I don't see it that way quite yet, guys. I I just don't. There's 48 games left here in the 22 championship season. And that's still a lot of baseball left. Now, you know, check back with me in a few weeks where I say, wow, 37 left. I don't know. It's getting tight. There's still 48 games. And after this loss, I believe the Cardinals are idle tonight. And you will have the Brewers now uh, two games back. In the NL Central. That's two games back, not 12. So I, I will say this that it, it looks a little daunting here. The last, in, in terms of the win loss column, the last four games, it's a one and three mark, as I said. You know, you still have a decent team here. You do. You still have a good baseball team here. And they need something to happen to break the offense through again. Now, this, you're picking one hell of a time for the offense to go dormant here. You get two on and nobody out, do not score. You get two on and nobody out, you do not score. And so something, and this is another loss against a left-handed starter, in a good one. Julio Rios is is a really good pitcher. I'll, I'll give you that. But to not come through with, with a scratch hit when you need it, not come through with a gapper when you need it, it's starting to pay dividends for the opposition here because the Brewers just can't come up with a hit offensively when there are runners on and, and an available uh, sort of rally right in front of you. Now, part of this is you know you look at the lineup, and, and a lot of us, and I'll include myself in this, Mike Brasso is your cleanup hitter. He's Mike Brasso, and I'm not going to pin all this on Mike Brasso, don't get me wrong. But you, you do have alternatives than Mike Brasso. In other words, if you look at the center field position, if Andrew McCutcheon is your DH, what really is your alternative in center field? Well, you're forced to go to Tyrone Taylor or Jonathan Davis. That I get. But Mike Brasso in the cleanup position. Can I tell you a little secret here? We talked about analytics uh, earlier this afternoon uh, on the afternoon show and then yesterday on the post-game show here. let Let me give, just between you and me, Mike Brasso in that cleanup spot this year for the Milwaukee Brewers' 22 championship season is one for 17. Now, I was afraid to look at how many runners he left the board, So I'm just going to leave it at that. One for 17 with an RBI. And that was a blue base hit on top of it. To me, I I think that we're picking analytics and we're picking numbers to base decisions on maybe in too long of a term situation where you look back a little bit you know, you're looking back months, or in some regards, you're sometimes looking back years. But just if you're just tuning in, a tough, uh, another tough loss for the crew, and it is the Dodgers, that doesn't really, does it, does it make it a little bit easier because it's the L.A. Dodgers? Now, I don't know about that, but I do know the way I feel as a Brewers fan. I don't feel as bad tonight as I did yesterday. I don't know why that is. Let's try and figure that out. Why don't I feel as bad tonight as yesterday, compared to yesterday?
10: Evan, you want to try and help me figure it out? You can be my my uh, counselor here, my therapist. I'm trying to figure it out myself because I also am. I'm not mad at all. Like it's almost like this game <laughs> was a purgatory game. I'm just kind of sitting here, like, okay, yeah. I, I mean, it happened. Like, I I I don't know. Like, I. Is that bad? Is it bad that we're numb to these kind of losses? Should we be more mad that we're not beating the teams that we might see in the playoffs, or should we be mad that we're in this situation that this team can't compete with the big teams, or oh, oh, should we just assume that we're not good and that the, right. we're going to lose to these teams? Right, and see, and that's the problem is is if
9: sub, even subconsciously for guys that are as optimistic uh, most times as I am that maybe subconsciously it, I'm not aggravated by tonight's loss because I feel it slipping. This is a little something in the back of your brain that it just hasn't gotten the message. Synapses have not fired for you to really clearly get the
10: message that you do, Tim. Come on now. You feel it slipping, don't you? The thing, though, Tim, is Twitter is mad. I've already seen multiple fire counsel and Stearns tweets, so... <laughs> Twitter's okay. mad for you. No, and, and and the
9: reason I don't think it, it's it's really, um, I guess, compartmentalized in, in in a certain way, because there are 48 games left, and, and there's no way that I am throwing in a playoff towel with 48 games left. Not a chance. Being two games back, I want to get your reaction on this. Should we be ups- as upset as we were yesterday? Yesterday, I had a big problem with uh, just about everything. Tonight, nah, it still sucks. It does. 414-677-1250. If you want to vent a little bit. Freddie Peralta, uh, Peralta, I can't locate my fastball Freddie Peralta. I can't locate my fastball Freddie. Freddie. That's his new nickname, or at least it was tonight. A ton of pitches. And here, time and time again, what do we talk about? Game one of a series, first inning of a series. At home, top of the first of the first game of a series. You almost got away with a goose egg there. Freddie, you almost did it. Instead, you play from behind after a half inning. I just don't like that. And I think it's 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 bigger than people think. And that number sat there, one zip for a while, didn't it? A little different action if it's if it's no score. But uh Freddie Freddie Peralta goes only four innings tonight, over ninety pitches in the performance. Just really fought himself. Now did he hold the team in the game? Yes. He did. And then we have uh, a somewhat peculiar move by Craig Council in terms of the bullpen. There clearly is no role for Brent Suter, is there? Can someone tell me, raise your hand if you can tell me what, how you
10: would utilize uh, Brent Suter. Seventh lefty out of the bullpen.
9: I don't get it. Is he your long man? Is he a, a no, short Tim, guy? Is see, he
10: they're so analytically sound they have him set up as their 14th inning guy. Yeah, there you They're go. They're thinking that far ahead.
9: Yeah, if, if it goes into extras, analytically speaking, that, that should make sense. But Brent Suter, okay, you're in a one-zip game against the Dodgers. Let me see if I can get this right. You are in a, a one-run a one game against the Dodgers, and Peter Strazlecki ends up in the game? Yet Jason Alexander goes seventh, eighth, and ninth innings. Now, I'm not, again, you don't score any runs. You, you don't deserve to win. It's, uh, that's obvious. But just, you're down one mid game to the Dodgers. And when I say mid game, I mean mid game, fifth inning. This isn't second inning where you got to start chewing, you got to find somebody, throw anybody out there to chew up an inning. This is fifth inning. And Peter Strezlecki, now he gave up a run unearned. That was the Willie Adamas error inning. And now we're seeing now an error in each of the past two games. That's not a good trend. And then it was Jason Alexander. Well, what would, would have been wrong with Jason Alexander saying, Hey,
10: dude, you're rolling. Take it off the sheet. Hold us in there. Well, yeah, think about the games last year where a starter went 4 innings and then they would throw Adrian Hauser for the last 5 innings. Yeah. They they did that multiple times. Yeah. I don't under I I'm with you. I don't understand the need or the reasoning to go for a one-inning arm when that is literally textbook when you use your long relief man is when you get a 4-inning start. It makes no sense. Yeah, and and then a bigger picture kind of view
9: uh, and I know Josh Hader had nothing to the, the, the Josh Hader trade had nothing to do with the, the outcome of this game or did it? When you think about it, it's four zip. Um you, you, you made a trade, yet two of the pitchers that pitched in a relatively close game, now I'm not saying for, you know, four runs is a blowout or it's a close game, it's sort of you're in it, kind of. But you just made a massive bullpen trade. And in this game against the Dodgers, Jason Alexander and Peter Strezlecki had appearances. At the time, it was a close game. That's something to think about in a big picture context. alright six seven seven twelve fifty. The main question would be, why, why do some Brewers fans, it appears... If you're anything like me or Evan, that we're not as angry tonight as we were yesterday, and yet it's the same outcome, a three or four run loss, and an offense that just didn't come through. Two on, nobody out situations twice in this game, and you went one, two, three after that. I mean, you didn't even move runners after that. You you ask me? A 285 on base guy? In Willie Adamas, I'm against the Dodgers. I got nine innings to, to pee on my territory here and there's two on and nobody out I'm bunting him. I'm getting something here. I'm answering back something here. I'm getting on the board some way, somehow I don't care how I get on the board, I'm getting on the board to answer back because that is that important. You answer back against these guys and you let them know that you're not going to back down to them. You know, it might be unfortunate that Freddie Peralta was to pitch game one. I think he gets a little jazzed up when he faces teams like this. I do. And he just gets so stoked and fired up and, you know, that he, he lost some, some command and some control. Worked his pitch count out uh, up, but that's how good he is. He didn't look good at all from a stuff standpoint, right? What did he give up? A run in four innings. That's it. Now, that's you know again, you want, you want a starter to go longer four innings, but if this is going to be a nightmare outing, that's how good he is. That's something to think about, too. There are some positives here. Just two games back in the Central, you have 48 games remaining. Still a good baseball team. Are they in a, an offensive uh, drought a little bit? Yes, they are. They sure are. 414-677-1250. And uh, we'll start things out with John here. Hey, John, what's going on? You're on the fan.
11: Hey, Timmy, how you doing tonight? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where do we start? Well, yeah. let me tell you, first of all, um, I I'm demoralized. I just feel a little deflated. I was so excited for a game series against the Dodgers, a marquee team. And, you know, remember the caller, Steve that called in, I think earlier, right in the season, he was so negative. And then I was the next caller and I said, no more negativity tonight. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of demoralized. I don't, I'm not down on the Brewers, but you know, the thing is, you know, two on, no out the first inning, two on, no out the second inning against a team like the Dodgers. You have to bring those runs in, and it speaks to what you're saying, Tim. Our offense is hot, it goes cold. We're hot, it goes cold. Then you have the home run, or you have the walk, or it's an out. If we, You know, a guy like Freelick coming up, Tim, in a year or two, that guy's exactly what we need, a guy that can get on, he can bunk, he can walk, he can spray, hit to the gaps. And that's where you see the difference between a lot of these good teams, the upper-tier teams. And that's what's frustrating because – When you don't score those runs in the first two innings, as you know, then Peralta's got to be perfect. So, like, in the fourth inning when the bases were loaded, thank God we got out of that because that's how you have to be when you can't bring those runs home. Another thing, Tim, in the fifth inning, I mean, you can have the throwing error, Adamus, and then Yelich. not to get down on Christian, but what kind of throw was that to the home plate, even if it, it hops? 10 feet from the catcher. At least it's online. Throw it lower. It looked like he was lobbing it in from left field.
9: It looked like someone that just was throwing it into the infield to get it in the infield. Get it out of my exactly, hands, man.
11: Exactly, exactly, Tim. So just, just when you talk like tonight, I was like, let's play up to the competition, not play down. Let's play up to the competition. So the thing is, the other night, 40 years old Wainwright, I was like, even though I don't like the Cardinals, you got to admire and respect a guy 40 years old with that bender. He was keeping us off off balance. And then tonight, as everybody knows who calls in, you got great listeners here, Tim, because of you, your Reus, You knew it was going to be tough, which tells you all the more why the first and second inning you have two on, no outs. You're like, All right, man, we'll get an early lead, play from ahead, and then you can't get them in. So that's why it's frustrating as a Brewer fan because you want to play up to the competition because we're so excited about getting to the playoffs and then giving us a chance, just getting there, like you say, and then you just fall on your face. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, dumb with the series or anything or negative, but it's just disheartening because you get excited to play the big team. I'll hang up and listen to him. Thanks a lot.
12: John,
9: always a pleasure, man. Thank, Thanks a lot. We'll talk soon. Uh, Yeah. Uh, we'll get to Yelich here in just a second. Let's get to more reaction. James in Waukesha, you're on the fan. James, what's going on?
4: Hey Tim, how are you, my man? More important, how you are, James? I'm good. Hey, but um, to start off from a personal reason, uh, personal thing, um, if you haven't if you haven't read the book or or seen the movie, A Dog's Purpose, do it. I, okay. I think it will and and go through. What you've gone through.
9: A dog's purpose? I've I've never heard of that.
4: What What is that? It's about what a dog's purpose is, and and where your dog is today.
9: Oh, gotcha. Okay. Well, thank
4: you, James. Yeah. That's cool. That's cry. cool. Yeah. You, yeah. You're gonna cry, RJ. Right? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm all right. There's a lot to unpack here. Um. First of all, I'd like I'd like to address Christian Yelich and 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 what a great ball player he uh, he was, and what his injury and and I don't think anybody has discussed this It's like the white elephant in the room when I know you watched it live, I watched it live when when that foul tip went off his kneecap mm-hmm. and I said, "Oh, this isn't good and he, I knew he was never going to be the same. And it's not about mental. It's not about physical. And I don't know. Tell me another player in football, basketball, baseball, that, that has had his day cap shattered. And I'm not a doctor. I don't know.
9: Yeah, I'm not sure. I downplayed that that part of it but I, I, I will say it's if if nothing else it's rather coincidental that since september of that year he just and i love the line james i do i'm going to start using it what a great player christian Yelich was
4: oh yeah oh, he, he was cold yeah you see he he something he, else he's he just a he's just a, he, he's a shadow of what he was yeah he, He's going up there now, looking to get a walk or slap a base hit. Yeah, it just, it's just—it's physically he can't do it, and yeah. so let's not blame him. I think, I think not enough is known about what happened to his kneecap. And 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 look at look at David Backturi uh, with the Packers. Twenty
9: months, yeah,
4: yeah, he, yeah, he, and guys, other guys have had to so, yeah, it's just let's not blame him. All right? Okay. And, 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 but my question would be as a manager, Craig council, why would you keep sending him up there? He's going well, to lead off tomorrow. Right. Oh
9: yeah. He played, he plays every day and, and, and that's that James, I, I have full phone line, so I got to let you go, but yeah, let's talk some more. I, thanks for the heads heads up on the, on the, uh, uh, on the book, on the book, yeah. Four one four six seven seven twelve fifty. Speaking of Christian Yelich, uh, I, I remember my son playing youth ball, and man, the coaches! If you threw a lollipop just to get it out of your hands into the infield, and just like, oh, I don't know what, to, just I, I'm gonna just throw a pop up or throw a little balloon, uh, just down it comes into the infield. Doesn't matter where, just get it in, get the ball in, get it in. Ooh man, that was uh, not a good day. That was—I've seen a lot of kids get yelled at for that those kinds of tosses. But uh, Evan has a, a few uh, numbers on a, a one Christian Yelich as of late. Boy, what a great player he was, huh, Evan?
10: Yeah. Uh, so I have his current stretch that he's on right now, and also his averages since that exact game that he broke his leg, um, or kneecap. his kneecap. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, In his last 30 at-bats, though, we'll go with that. His last 30 plate appearances, 0 for 25 with five walks. Um, Mm. Not good. (laughs) Really not good. I think we can say that. Uh, In the two and a half seasons, I guess 283 games since he broke his kneecap, 29 home runs, 108 RBIs. That's an average of 17 homers, 62 RBIs if it was prorated, for a 162-game season, a two hundred forty batting average, seven forty three on OPS, Oof. 4% better than league average over wow. that time period.
9: Wow, so 283 games since, 283. since the handicap?
10: cap, almost exactly 1,000 at-bats. Yeah, so that's not quite
9: two striking full out, seasons.
10: Striking out about 30% of the time.
9: Now, you could count a full season as the pandemic shortened in 20, but, and that's why people are saying, well, it's been three years. Well, you know, in baseball years, you could say 283 is, I mean, you know, three, three, what, 324 would be two full seasons.
10: He's a statistical anomaly. If you look, his on base percentage during that time is 358. Which is really, really it's, good.
9: It's pretty darn good. Especially
10: yeah. considering the batting average of 240. It's just he's not hitting doubles. He's not hitting it into the gap. He's not hitting home runs. I, I don't know what to say about it. He him. hit the pitcher tonight. <laughs> I am the biggest Christian Yelich fan. I'm his biggest apologist. It's getting hard to defend him a little bit. It's
9: tough. Yeah, it's tough. Boy, what a great player he used to be.
10: Man, those are good, fond. Positive I'm, memories. I am too young to start thinking that way about Christian Yelich. Like, thinking, oh, that's such a sentimental moment for me. It was two years ago. <laughs> I can't do that right now. That's too no. soon for me.
9: Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's, it's challenging. 414 1250 Where do we go from here?
10: Let's go to
9: Rick leaving AmFam. Rick, how was it at American Family Field tonight? <clears throat>
13: It was my sleeping till by the eighth inning. It was bad.
9: <laughs>
8: a mild sedative. Right,
13: oh, we sat right next to the L. It's right by the left field. And, okay, that throw you guys are talking about, come on. That was terrible. It had needed two, two relays to get it in. It was terrible. And you had a question about why the, um, you feel worse against the Cardinals. Well, because it's the Cardinals and Pujols. And that would have probably gave us a half a game lead. That mm-hmm. was really big you know, going into the series. I called you the other day, and I said this is a big series coming up with the Dodgers, seven games in ten days. And that was really a big game. But and, uh, I just have one more thing. Um, you got Bellinger batting ninth for the Dodgers, and you got Brasso batting fourth for us. Okay, that is ridiculous. Come on, that's
9: embarrassing. I I know, I know, and it, and it does not seem fair. I, I'm telling you, it doesn't seem fair. Can can they still win I, baseball games oh. against that lineup? Yes, they can.
13: Yeah, over but over I the course of Dodger the fans. long haul.
9: I you know well, I don't know.
13: I, I I say it with all Dodger fans. I kind of shut them up when I said that Betts was making more money than the whole Brewers payroll. So then they kind of got quiet for a while after that.
9: Yeah, I mean, no, d- defend that. Defend that stance because it is oh, a legitimate, true. factual stance. The league is unfair. And this is a very classic example of it.
13: Yeah, but and then it got pretty cool at the end. But we left in the eighth inning because I had to drive home. I didn't want to fall asleep. So it was pretty <laughs> okay, bad. Right. All right, so, Hey Hey, um, Tim, Tim yeah. I, talked, um, I know you brought up a boy. You're I'm, I, I hope you're feeling better. I'm very sorry about what happened to you. Hope you're feeling better now.
9: Yeah, I appreciate that, Rick. I, I really mean, do. It, it, something it is, else go through. It's big. It's you know outside of losing loved ones, it's it's a, clearly by far the biggest challenge I've ever had. Is is you know again, I, I just you know I don't want to I don't want to beat the dead horse here, but it it is uh, it's it's tough and it, it's an eye opener and, and it's an education to me, to know that there's other people that are living with chronic illnesses. I just, I, I, it's not that I didn't think they existed. You just don't spend a lot of time thinking about it because it it, it it doesn't impact you. If you don't know anybody or you're not going through it yourself, you never know about it. Long COVID is a real thing, man. I'm telling you guys, I'm in it. And it's been 33 weeks and one day. That dates back to December 26th, the day after Christmas. I have been sick for eight months. It's just... This is a great escape, though. A great escape. It really is, and it's helped a lot. All right, uh, let's go to Matt. Matt, you're next here on The Fan. Why Why is it that we're not as angry tonight as we were
6: yesterday? Um, I've been angry for a while, and it's going to be a recording record over and over with my call. The bane of being a small market team is you fall in love with players and you stick with them because <clears throat> you have to because you're paying them. But it's got to be demoralizing to the pitchers that you trot out the same lineup day after day that does not produce. And I'm tired of hearing our prospects are loaded in outfield and position players, and we don't give them a shot. And we just do the same thing. It's, it's the definition of insanity, over and over. We're batting like 220 or below. And we got guys, and I'm tired of hearing, well, they're not ready yet. They're not ready yet. Well, look at Trey Turner. Look at Gavin Lux. Those organizations bring up those guys, and they might lose them later. They trade them away. We don't. And that's the, the bane of being a small worker team, but we don't even do it. It's so frustrating to trot out the same... Brasso batting third, which I actually like Brasso. I think he has some potential. But our outfield is a black hole right now. Our our whole hitting team is a black hole right now. And I understand they try to get some hitters in the trade deadline, but I'm so frustrated. Just try somebody new. Try some of those guys that are on fire in AAA. a AA. It's so frustrating to trot out these same players. And it's got to be demoralizing for the pitchers day after day. Like, okay, it's on me. We're going to score two runs today. Maybe we might score nine, but most likely we're going to score zero to two. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying?
9: No, Matt, I'm with you on the young prospect. Yeah. Yeah, no, their offense is skidding. Yeah, they're they're in a skid. Matt, it's a great point. Thanks for the the call. It, it it is a great point on the on the younger players, and again, I've been saying for weeks now. Well, f- first of all, for months. Why did you Why did you send Lorenzo Cain packing? I know what the numbers said, but look at Do- Jonathan Davis's numbers too. I know what they they say. You don't even play him. You wouldn't want to have Lorenzo Kane to try and keep this thing on the rails. That's number one, but number two, and I think more importantly, as this thing evolves with, as Matt said, and Matt brings up a good point that a lot of people say that, Hey, there's, uh, there's strength in numbers down there in the minors, it's kind of a stack position player group for the first time in a long time. It's a great point. Let's see how they evolve. Let's see how they're utilized to augment what you've got at the big league level. When you when you look around the league and you see the age of guys like when they first came up, and again, is this apples to apples? Maybe. With Jackson Chorio? When you get guys, young guys, that are finding themselves in the all-star game at 20 years old or 21 years old, Bryce Harper, you know, these guys... Juan Sotos, Ocunas, Vladdy Jr., Tatis, all these guys, young, young, super young. You finally got a guy that's ranked two according to Baseball America in all of baseball, and he's only 18 years old, and he's at the number two slot. Let's see what they do with him. Let's see if this is a nope, We have our regimen of how we want players to advance through our system. So let's just keep an eye on that. Let alone the other guys at AAA ready, ready to go that I'm convinced couldn't do any worse than Jonathan Davis and or Tyrone Taylor. So let's, I think that part of this organization. It fascinates me, guys. <clears throat> it really does. It, I'm fascinated by that part of it. Let's see what they do. Nope. We, we want him to taste every level of the minors for X amount of games. Okay. And you're going to wonder why Jackson Chorio is 24 years old and now he's still struggling. And he's doing a great impersonation of Corey Ray. Let him hit the ground running. 18 years old, he's a second-rank prospect and he's in the Brewers system. Really? A posi- and he's not a pitcher. Wow. That's cool. Uh Brett at 414-677-1250. What's going on, Brett?
3: Hey, Tim. You know I I think I've kind of built up this reputation into the post game and and the morning show that I will never say anything bad about the Brewers, and I'm the
9: most no, no, you are. Miss- you're, you're almost, almost like me. I mean, I can. I, I thought I was positive. I mean, you, you. <laughs> I, I think you got me beat. Well, you know, Tim? The,
3: the people I talk to off the radio, and my wife will tell you this for sure. I'm not like that, and the reason I, the reason I call in differently to the pulse game and more so the morning show, but, um, is because three things get me really fired up. One, Fire Craig Council. Two, this team sucks, which they do not. And three, sell the team or complaining about Marc Adonacio. Because I remember the, the 2000s you. I remember the 2000s when I was growing up when the Brewers' baseball was irrelevant. So those are the three things that get me fired up. Now, with, with that being said, a baseball season provides many highs and lows, right? And I still think this team wins the division. And if they don't, I think they beat out the Padres, which – people are people love the Padres because they went all in right but they're not playing hot and there's they play the dodgers like 10 times left so their schedule is really tough so i still think we make it but man it's it's looking rough right now
9: no i'm with you i still think they do for those that say they're done and they're the you know uh, the writing's on the wall i don't know about that there's 48 games left there's 48 games left they're two back they're in a heated pennant race are you kidding me they're in a heated pennant race that, that being said, as you, you know and you said it, there are highs and lows of a baseball season. And, and this is one of those little skids that they're, yikes, they're going to have to go back at it. And Craig Council is going to tell you, well, the opportunity is right there tomorrow. And that's the way you have to look at this right now. I mean, you, you just do. Those of you that are Swamis and you can tell the future and you have a crystal ball, and you can say that hey, they're they're free falling and they're they'll be out of this. And you watched him on September 23rd, 24th range. Uh, you, you you're going to finally admit it that they're done. And yeah, you might be right, but you don't really know that right now. You you don't. It it looks, it looks tough at times. It does. Yeah, and I you know coming
3: in tonight, we had the next 13 games are against the Dodgers and Cubs, right? Or if you want to you want to look at the next 10. Um, you know, but. The next thirteen, I, I feel like, you know, we have six against the Cubs. The Dodgers are gonna to be tough. And if we can take three or four, you know, if we can take three out of seven against the Dodgers, I'll take that. And let's let's win seven or eight out of the next thirteen. And this this next two weeks we just kinda of, kinda of hold tight and not fall the four or five back. And if we can stay one or two or, or maybe three games back, I, I think we'll be all right. But no, um, I don't I, I, huge, huge game tomorrow with Woody going.
9: It it is, and and Woody's. Uh, you would assume, thanks for the call, Brett. As always, you would assume Woody's going to keep him in the game. This Dodger team, despite the sweep in the uh, pandemic season, I think it was three straight in the playoffs, right? They've played them. If you if you add up since twenty eighteen, the NLCS and the regular season, the playoffs in the regular season in twenty the regular season in 19 and last year, I think there's not much difference in the win-loss total. It's, it's not a landslide. They, they play pretty well against the L- L.A. Dodgers, all told. It's, it's not what you think it would be. Let's put it that way. I don't have the exact numbers here, but uh, it's, it's fairly close. It's a, it's a game or two apart. It's not much. All right, uh, let's go to another Matt, Four one four six seven seven twelve fifty. 1250 Matt, a four-zip shutout loss game one to the Dodgers. What's on your mind?
14: Man, I'm, I'm just – I don't know what to think right now. You know, to be honest, I just can't – seeing 19 guys left on base tonight being 0 for 9 in runners in scoring position, it's just tough to see. And seeing the first inning we had guys on base, you can't get them in. It's just tough. But, you know, going against Urias, I thought you knew it was going to be a tough game, I'll tell you. But when you look at the Dodgers lineup compared to ours, our lineup looks like we went on the street and got DoorDash drivers to play for us or something. Because when you look at the averages compared, it's outstanding. I,
9: I, I didn't I want to bring game. it up. I, I, I just didn't. And, and and it's amazing what kind of batting averages money can buy. It really is.
14: Exactly. Exactly. Because what's really going to be fired up now is Yelich. We give him all this money, and he's going over 30. That's that can that does not fly with me, I'm just done and sick of that. I mean, I understand you took two walks tonight, but I just can't handle him no more I missed the old Christian, you know it was so bad. I Man, wish we could we'll have him a back. great
9: player. He was just such a great player, wasn't he? Yes, and the problem
14: what makes me mad too is we have no run support for our pitchers. We can never our pitchers have to keep us in the game just because we can't hit,
10: mm-hmm.
9: which
14: is a problem too
10: yeah it's
9: it's so frustrating that. You know, every time you think there might be something different being done, it's just the same old, right? It's just, it's yeah, just it's every time you even entertain the idea, hey man, this is the Dodgers here. You got two exactly. on, nobody out, and Willie Adamas with a bat in his hand. I think it was the third inning maybe. Yeah. Yep. And and f- first two men reached, Taylor and, and Yelich, and you got Adamas. you're only down one zip right there. You know what? Mm-hmm. Craig, I'm gonna I'm gonna just say if you're Craig Council, wouldn't you just once in a while say, yeah, I know it's the third. I'm gonna lay one down, move those runners over, get a run in at least, and get this that's, thing tied.
14: Yeah, that's the thing too. <laughs> why don't we ever lay down buns? I think we should lay down buns more. And don't even give me a start. I have no clue. Like what you said, why is Brasso batting fourth?
9: Well, let, let me something. tell you a secret, uh, Matt. I, I love your passion. So call back, call back throughout this Dodger series. All right. I'll uh, tell you a secret between you and I just now, I know it's just you and me, so don't let any, anyone okay, else okay, I'll hear make sure this.
10: to turn everybody off.
9: Okay, everybody needs to to, to to turn it off. Keep the children away from the speaker here. They don't need to hear this stuff. Mike Brasso this year in the cleanup position. This is a really great piece of analytical information. Maybe someone should pass it along to Craig. You might not know this. Brasso hitting fourth for the crew this year is one for 17.
10: Don't tell anyone. That. Do I have to use the dump button for that? I don't think the FCC <laughs> likes that on our airwaves. You might. You might have to. One for – oh, I'm sorry. He does
9: have an RBI in there. So one for 17 with an RBI. And by the way, that one, in the, one for 17 and that one in the RBI, that was a blue base hit. So it wasn't even – well, in the scorebook, you just write it down as a See. hard
10: shot. We joked him, but I think that is the story of the game tonight. It's not Peter Strzelecki or any any of these other things. It's Mike Brasso. Twice he had runners on first and second with him up at the plate, and what did he do? Nothing. He did nothing.
9: It he was a rally a, killer.
10: He's got a batting average that's actually legit. I will give him that. But he's not a cleanup hitter. He's getting those because he's hitting, like, eighth. And you're you're you can pitch to him because you don't want to pitch to the top half of the order.
9: (laughs) Right. I don't
10: I just uh, your cleanup guy should be the guy driving in the runs. They did the job that the one, two, three hitters are supposed to do. They got got on base. base. That is what their job is. Your cleanup hitter is supposed to be the one to clean up. And it, it wasn't even close. You weren't even close to scoring those runs.
9: Yeah, and, and I think Kutch had a, had a rough one, too. Um, he had he was in a position to succeed also. And you're going to have some of these games like this, but now, just don't pick now. I mean, you, you need every run you can get against a team like this. But look at the batting averages. If you really want to entertain yourself, I, I, I just don't want to. Well, maybe I will. By the time the series ends, I think I'll have to punish myself and, and read you those. And punish you, as it were. Where are we going here, Evan? Let's go to Andrew in Tosa. Andrew, what do you say you're on the fan? Four zip, Brewers lose game one against the Dodgers.
1: Yeah, you know, Timmy, I'm mad. I called him the other night talking about Josh Hader and the momentum, but this is worse. This this is terrible. I, you know, you, you got to shut up. Christian Yelich was 0 for 12. In the in, in the uh, St. Louis series, you go for two tonight. What, what what's going on? I got four things to say. I got four things to say. Number one, three things. I got number number one. Why do we why should we keep Craig Counsel? Why should we? We talk too much about the way he manages. We just need to ride the whip Seriously, just like uh, the coach of the uh, the Cardinals when right? when they fired mattini when they fired mattini. They started winning. They started winning like crazy. Just like when the Bucks fired Joe Trunty. You know, they brought in Bruno. They started winning. Craig Kelso needs to go. Seriously, they got the hitting. They got the players. They got the players. But, but they're, not, they're not doing it. Number two, who's the best hitter on this team? Who is it? Rowdy Tolez? He, he has been stepping up. But he should not be the number one hitter. The number one hitter should be Christian Yellich. That's why you pay him. Well, you look at the you look at the Cardinals. They got four of the best hitters in the league, and they're all over forty years old. You got, uh, you know, like you got Adam Wainwright, who's a pitcher, obviously, but you got uh, Molina. You got all those guys. You got Pujols. They're they're killing up. And you and, and number three, Christian Yelich, who's who's the hitting coach? You know, you know, you you loved that. You know, he loved Andy Haynes, but but who is this hitting coach? He he's not. I, I don't think he's getting the job done. you got the players, like I said, but they're not living up to, to standards. I'm looking at the box score, and I see their, their pitcher, you know, he went five innings, 94 pitches. You should have got to him. You know, they, the Brewers only made it three times through the order. They, they should have got to him. But to Telez, really picking it up two for four. I, 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 they, they need to do – they need to really the front – it's either the front office – or Craig Council. They got the players. They got the talent. They need to start strapping some wins together, really. And I and I and I said it last time, I I mean I'm gonna say it again. Momentum. They killed it. They killed it. And and, and I hate to say it, but I could see them ending the season under five hundred. I picked I predicted them once I know they got all these guys I predicted them to go over hundred wins. They're at sixty one and they got Maybe less than forty games
9: left. Yeah, they're they're only eight. They're they're only eight games over five hundred right now. They're four and eight since that trade. That that Brutal. momentum killer that you're talking about. They're four and eight. If that continues, you, you're going to be you're going to be right in your prediction. They will a- end up under five hundred.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know what? They changed the lineup around too much. I think you got to keep it the same. Let the guys get comfortable and start strapping some wins together. Really, and and maybe move Yelich down to back to number two. And I like your point about Lorenzo Kane. He, 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 you know, his numbers weren't great, but he came up clutch. He really did. He he was such a good guy for the locker room. Such mm-hmm. a great guy to have on the team. And you got rid of him. Mm-hmm. Fred, the pitching's been, you know, recently they've been they've been struggling, but they've been getting the job done. You know, four runs against the Dodgers. That, that's all right. That's all right. You put up a big, big goose egg. I look at the the box score: one run the first, one run the fifth, two run the sixth. I look at the Brewers, all zeros. Brutal,
9: just brutal. Well, just Andrew, thank, Andrew, thank Andrew good, good call, man. Thank, thanks for the call. Yeah, I, I don't think outside of the council thing. I'm, am going to start leaning toward agreeing with you on, a, on a lot of what you said. I, I, here's, we have to consider this. <clears throat> and And I don't think too many people outside of me are talking about this when they brought in the DH coupled with now I know they weren't simultaneously, but in the span of two years, you took away a lot of tools out of the toolbox, Craig Council, and that is the three batter minimum for your relievers and and uh, the Dh. Those two things, I think do play a part. In what Craig Council is doing right now. And he's never going to admit it to you. I don't think the organization in any way is, 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 and I believe that this is the right way to go, is going to divulge any weaknesses or, or some regression for whatever reason. But I think that hurt this baseball team. And I think that hurt Craig Council way more than anybody thinks. He was a magician. He was a wizard when it came to these things. The double switches and the pinch hitting and when to leave a pitcher in, when to take him out, when to go matchups, when to you know uh, go defensive replacement. all of those things play a part in this DH and three batter minimum. Then I think he he it, it, it's just different for him and it's going to take an adjustment period and he better figure it out. And I think that's coupled also with, with the um, construction of a roster also. That if you don't have all these Jace Petersons and Mike Rosso's to play with, well, then you, you can't do it because you can't in the first place anyway as much because of the DH and because of minimums. I'm just saying, it's just something to think about. I, I firmly believe that that is part of what's going on in terms of the managerial chess moves. Uh, let's get Vincent in here. Vincent, what do you say? You're you're always smiling. You can bring <laughs> us up. Hey, man, look. Look, I just look at it this way,
12: man. How many games are you back? Two games in your two. division. you telling it. me you can't make this up? you telling me you can Cardinals make it up in two kid? games head-to-head against the exactly. Cardinals. And if the Cardinals lose back-to-back games or get swept in this series, you're saying you're not back on top? Come on, guys. I get it. I'm pissed off because he lost against the Punk Dodgers. I can't stand those guys. You know, and I, I was pissed off, too, that he lost Sunday. I was like, come on, Brewers. You can do it. But this is like one of those 440 nights, man. You got to get all the 440s, crack them open, and drink them all up, man. Because <laughs> you got to get there. I think I'd be in a, in guy, a coma man, so. if
9: I drank four of those. <laughs> At
12: least. Man, hey, but, hey, they come from cap, <clears throat> so you can save it for later. You know. I, what I, mean? I
9: think I could do two. I, I'm pretty sure <laughs> I, could, I could go with you on two.
12: No, no doubt, man, but I get it. The frustration with Christian Yalich, this is a new contract year, right? If he's signing an extension, he would have been a free agent this year or something like that. If yeah. that's right, I'm not sure. Imagine if you let uh, Christian Yalich go right now and he's doing old Christian Yalich stuff. What would y'all be saying right now? Damn, yeah. Mark Iron is a punt. He's he's cheap. This is what happens when you take a risk on an all-star. I get it, man. Believe me, we did it over here in Anaheim. I know Anaheim got a little bit more money, way more money, but we did Josh Hamilton. I mean, we only got to the playoffs well, once. How about yeah, Anthony everybody?
9: Randone?
12: Exactly. Oh, man. He's injured and everything, man. But it is what it is. But we got to keep our heads up. I get it. Losing back-to-back like this, especially when it was right there. It was a battle for first place yesterday. Believe me, that's why you were more pissed off yesterday because you could have capped first place. You would have been yeah. on top. And even if you would have lost this game to the Dodgers, because we know we, they're talented, we would have been, hey, we're still here. We're still in first place. Still in first place,
9: place. place. Yeah, with the Cardinals. Oh, yeah, aisle. man. Yep. It's all
12: good, man. It's frustrating. But tomorrow's another day we got to keep our heads up, man, because it ain't over. We got how many games left? Exactly. 48. Months. You're going to quit? Quit on two months? Nah, man. Ride to the wheels, fall off. We get those bumpy roads. We get those bumpy times. You get that <laughs> flat tire. That's what you got to spare, baby. Put it on, and we it, <laughs> man. You got to keep, keep your heads up, man. For real. All right,
9: Vincent, thanks, dude. We, we, we all needed that right there. I, I, do, uh, I do enjoy his conversation. You can hear he the from, smile
10: through the phone, which is cool. Big
9: time. I mean, he's from Southern California, listens on the Odyssey app. I think he, what did he tell us? He's a security
10: guard? I believe I so, so. Or he works in a warehouse, something like that, third shift.
9: Yeah, but it's, it's sweet hearing from him. That's, that's pretty cool, man. His name is Vincent. Check him out. He's a social media influencer. No, I'm, I just made that up. Uh, Notebook, Mike, Uh, what's going on? Your dream come didn't come true today. Yelich did not home run if you're well, listening no to the afternoon to me, show. Me, so I'm
15: not worried.
9: Yeah. You're, you're what?
15: No one bat me, so I'm not worried. Okay. Uh, Do you remember the guy from Toronto after every buck saw us when they won it would call in? So everybody's listening. Now, Christian Yellich. I'm going to tell you something that I've noticed for like a whole year. I don't think he can swing hard. I think the knee and the back, remember that back issues now beginning of the season? True. You remember that? Oh.
9: I do. I do remember that. Absolutely.
15: Yeah. If you watch him get out of the dugout and he's on deck, he just stands with the bat in one hand and just stares. I don't think he can swing hard. And I don't know what you do. This is like the Brewers are a Little League team and the Dodgers are a Texas A&M college oh. team. And that's what it looks like.
9: Men versus boys, huh?
15: Well, real quick, I got one win out of the four. It's either going to be Woodruff or Burns. What yeah,
9: do you think? I, I, yeah, I hope not. I, I hope not, Mike. I, I can appreciate. Are you
15: saying two and four? Yeah. Well,
9: no. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say yeah. Two. Two and two. Okay. Uh, that and means Renzo, they gotta win two of the next three.
15: I still don't understand why you get rid of Lorenzo Cain. Me too, Mike. There was a guy who's my favorite Brewer, Mike Cameron. He was the one that untucked his shirt and started that.
9: Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah.
15: But he was a good clubhouse guy, and he could play. Great guy. They didn't have to play Lorenzo Cain with the DH, but you got that clubhouse, and he can still play center. I think they're going to look back and go, Lorenzo Cain, and they go, yeah, that was a boo-boo. Yeah, Traden Hader, double boo-boo. All right, guys.
9: All right, no, but Mike, all right, Uh, thanks for the call. I think we're making him a social media influencer. (laughs)
10: <laughs> we have to take a break. 12.50 a.m. the fan, where the callers are bigger stars than their personalities.
9: Yes, they're bigger stars than the Brewers themselves.
10: Would Notebook Four- Mike be hitting cleanup? 414-677-1250. <laughs>
9: I wonder if he would be better than 1 for 17 in the cleanup spot.
10: Doesn't that bother you <laughs> at times when how about, you look at numbers like that? How about better than 0 for 25? Do you think he can stick the bat out there and make contact?
9: Yeah, 0, 0, for, 0 for the biggest series of the year in Christian Yelich, and then he follows it. Nah, I, don't, I don't Let's hear from Craig Council. I, opportunities wasted offensively. I think that's on his mind. We'll do that next. Here from Craig Council. Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show, as always, here on The Fan.
1: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
8: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
5: It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on 1250 AM The Fans.
9: Brewers fall four zip to the Dodgers here in Game One of this four-game set, and uh, there'll be better days. Somebody once said, "Oh, I say that there'll be better days." And uh, tomorrow's a new one. But let's let uh, Craig Council tell you about this one as Freddie Peralta fought uh, fought himself really uh, throughout his outing here, four innings, but just just the one run allowed. And you know, I guess I guess uh, for all. Intents and purposes. If you're gonna have a bad outing, that uh, you could have worse than that. But let's hear from Manager Craig Council.
7: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I know we didn't score against Urias. I thought we had pretty good at bats and did a decent job against him and made him work for it. We just, you know, we had, we had a couple rallies going and, and couldn't get the next hit. A couple leadoff hitters on couldn't get couldn't get anything going. Um, he's he's a good pitcher for sure. Um, one of the, one of the tougher starters in the league um but yeah in the end we couldn't you know we didn't do enough um to to create offense
8: what about just the number of foul balls on on both sides like just long kind of grind out at bats
7: yeah I mean I think um you know that was kind of the story against Urias for us we just um you know, we had long at-bats. Yelly had a couple of very long at-bats with, with a bunch of foul balls and got himself back into counts. But, um, you know, we couldn't put one in the gap or, or over the fence. With the way the relievers pitched, is it is it the depth and just the amount of guys that they can bring in late games that, that makes it so difficult to scratch across anything late? Well, they, they have good pitchers. Yeah. I mean, it's it's tough to score against them. Uh, they have a couple guys they had having really nice years. And, you know, but, you know, those are the guys we're going to have to score against.
8: Craig, do you think there's still time to turn around some of the numbers against lefties? I know that's – we've asked you about this many times, but just can this group change that trajectory?
7: Yeah, I mean, look, I think we still have a bunch of guys who have a, a big track record of success against left-handed pitching. So, um you know, I, I absolutely believe we can um, and will. Would you like to play Rowdy swung it against the lefty. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's, you know, I think Urias is, you know, he, he's good against both sides. Um, but Rowdy, Rowdy had a couple nice at bats tonight. I mean, the Ye- Yelly had nice at bats tonight. So our lefties, our lefties did a nice job. Who do you think of
8: Freddie? That pitch count up.
7: Yeah, I mean, they just they they you know to Sophia's point. They they spoiled a bunch of pitches. He did a good job getting ahead. It wasn't like he was working from behind uh, with the, with that pitch count. He was he was ahead in the count, um, and, and I thought did a nice job. It's important you do that. They they spoiled enough pitches to just make the at bats long, and he's he still made pitches and got outs and, and did a nice job. But um, it it definitely built his pitch count pitch count up.
5: It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show. What play got you the most excited from today's game? Did it get you up off the couch? It's time for the Call of the Game, presented by the 5 O'Clock Steakhouse. 5 O'Clock Steakhouse, Wisconsin's number one steakhouse by the Food Network, now featuring home grill kits to go. Visit them at 5OClockSteakhouse.com. You know, there
9: are times when you look at... uh what a baseball manager has to do on a regular basis. I'm not, you know, crying the blues for Craig council because he has to face the media twice a day, but he does have to face the media twice a day <clears throat> and answer and justify and, you know, kind of, kind of just, just answer just bullets
10: being shot at him every day, twice a day. That's uh it's a know, thankless man. job because you don't get the praise when things go right, but you get all of the attention when things go wrong.
9: Yeah, and, you know, I, I do my best to uh, try and give them credit with with good moves and, and some moves that just fly under the radar. And we're, we're always, you know, every manager goes through that, but, you know, it's always that one bullpen move or – you know, in this case, a, a lineup where Brasso has won for his last 17. And you heard him refer to a big enough track record. And I, my question, I, I guess, is, and I, and I wonder about this a lot, about, well, how much of a track record do you go on? Is there a cutoff point at some point in there? Is there? Do you go back a year? Do you go back a few months? Do you go back a career? Do you... Do you you know, throw in uh, some, some minor, on a younger player, do you throw in some minor league metrics? And, you know, I wonder about that. And it's all gray, right? It's, it's all uh, relative to what the team wants it to be at times. Because, again, would you bat Mike Rosso in the cleanup spot? I wouldn't bat him in the cleanup spot, and I wouldn't have to look at
10: any numbers, I mean, the, that's where I'm at. The good news is it's not as bad as starting Ryan Healy in the cleanup spot in the playoff game. That too. Yeah. I mean, i For my point sure. For his career, is- I'm look, I have Brasso's career splits up. He's hitting 80 points better against lefties than righties. The OPS is 220 points higher. So there is something to it. But this year, uh, we looked at the numbers. They're kind of pedestrian
9: with guys like hunter renfro andrew mccutcheon rowdy tellez christian yelich willie adamas ain't no way i'm batting mike brasso in my cleanup spot i don't care what the numbers say
10: a hot would hunter I, renfro too if he was a struggling hunter renfro right. sure but no he's surging right now
9: would i bat him fifth sixth eighth seventh maybe tuck him in there against the lefty at two maybe No chance would he end up in my cleanup spot. Then you would look at the numbers and say, oh, that's why one for 17. So at what point do you say track record? Is it just this season? I mean, I don't know where you go with some of these numbers. They're justified. Uh, in, In some terms, they are justified because as you just said, Evan, He's 80-plus points against left-handers. That looks good on paper. It does. But what doesn't look good on paper is Rowdy Tellez and Hunter Renfro batting behind Mike Brasso.
10: (laughs) That, to me, doesn't look good. Why did my JV coach have better strategy than Craig Council? I hit cleanup my first game of freshman year for JV. (laughs) Uh, Went 0-3 with an RBI grounder. Didn't hit cleanup again until my junior year.
9: And that was it? Yeah. Yeah, see, uh, those those analytics, oh for three, man, you you didn't even have a batting average.
10: You did have an RBI though. I'd give you that. Yeah, I think I only had one strikeout too, so a thirty-three percent strikeout rate. Didn't hit cleanup again until my junior year.
9: <laughs> and you were a stolen base threat too.
10: Oh, you know me, speed demon. Yeah, I once the got cheetah. picked off at second base. That was they, one of the they, worst times of my life.
9: They, they called you the cheetah, right? Yeah something like uh, that call of the game with five o'clock steakhouse five o'clock steakhouse has that home grill kit I've been talking to you guys about I've tried it and uh, I'm destined for one probably in another Actually, after this stretch here they're on a stretch of what 13 14 days without without an off day I'll get to that off day and I think I'll hit up five o'clock steakhouse for one of the home grill kits or dine in at five o'clock steakhouse.com to make your reservations and the call of the game. Tough to find one when you get shut out, isn't it? We typically like to have an offensive highlight here and just insert a highlight here. I think the call we'll just add an S to that calls of the game. You guys tonight, it's uh, pretty impressive the participation that we have uh, with this show. That's for sure. Uh, let's, uh, Let's take a break here. We'll, we'll check out the matchups and we'll give you a bit of good news. There is some good news and we'll have that on the other side here. Gene Wagner, Plumbing Post Game Show. Brewers fall in game one of this four game set to the Dodgers, four zip. We'll be
8: back here on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one,
5: It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. Time to turn the page and take a look at the crew's next game.
9: I told you there is some good news here uh, during a Brewers four-zip loss, game one of this uh, Dodgers series, big Dodgers series. One would be Jason Alexander, and in three innings pitched, I mean, think about what that did to the bullpen and put it back on track on a short start. So I will say that that is good news. If you get into a tight ball game tomorrow, you can go to your, your guys in the pen, the box and Williams and, and to a degree, uh, well, certainly Matt Bush, but to a degree, Rogers as well. I'm looking forward to Taylor Rogers' next uh, appearance here. and And it might be in tomorrow's ball game. So <laughs> buckle in for that. Uh, but that's good news. The other good news is Woody's on the mound as we check the matchups for Game 2. 7-10 first pitch once again. After the last pitch, you make the switch. Right here, Gene Wagner, Plumbing Post Game Show. Uh, as always, uh, 17 years and counting. Uh, hopefully, they'll be an 18, but we'll see. Um, and Brandon Woodruff, the other piece of good news, he's
10: on a roll. And check these numbers out since coming off the I.L., so yeah, in seven starts, he is four and 48 innings, a two point four four ERA, uh fifty-six strikeouts in those forty-eight innings. I would say that's kind of rebounding considering that's, that's, how horrible he was the first couple months. It's outstanding. And it's it's too bad that the stars
9: lined up where Freddie was starting game one and you didn't have Woody or Burns on the hill for game one. And it's just the way that that just the schedule you know, dropped if you will, um, because Freddie, I, I, I just think he gets a little jazzed up when it comes to bigger games, and and that may he have been part He showed the
10: emotion that after that fourth inning tonight. That was maybe yeah, the did. most animated I've ever seen him. Yeah. well,
9: he's been jazzed a little bit like that, but he was pumped. There's no doubt. But the game was one zip at the time, and that's what you want. It had had to me, you know, in 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 that moment. When he finished up the fourth inning, in that moment, it seemed like a playoff-type game. It felt like a playoff-type game at that point. But you knew he was going to have a short start, and you're thinking, well, is it going to be Brent Suter? Is it going to be Jason Alexander? Is the long guy? Uh-uh. Peter Strezlecki, your boy, got in the game.
10: No? Hmm.
9: He actually didn't do horrible.
10: Yeah, it was Hobie Milner of all people. Yeah. Who might be better than uh, Taylor Rodgers?
9: And Hobie's had a, had a really good year throughout the, throughout the year here. He really has. So, all right, so Woody on the mound for the crew. How about the Dodgers?
10: Yeah, the Dodgers, they send out right-hander Ryan Pepoie, Pepiot. I've never seen this name before. P-E-P-I-O-T. He's a 24-year-old right-hander, one O with a 3.92 ERA. Woody for the season, 9-3, and three, a 3.52 ERA. Yeah,
9: that ERA just continues to plummet for Brandon Woodruff, and hopefully that'll continue tomorrow and be on the lookout. Again, first inning. I, I just think that you, know, you get a clean inning, 10, 11, 12 pitches, keep your pitch count in check, and you, you could use a long start and give that offense some time to... to you know, do some sort of damage. I mean, you got to put some runs on the board to win a ball game. They did not do that tonight for zip the final. Uh, with the the loss, 61-53, and 53, two games back in the Central, 48 to play here in the 22 championship season. Appreciate all the uh, interaction. And we'll do it again tomorrow, and let's talk some Brewers baseball. As always, Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show for Evan Heffelfinger. My name is Tim Allen. Enjoy the rest of your night. And remember, despite the outcome, smile Milwaukee. The world will smile back. Ah, just smile?
0: Oh. Ah, spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com?